0: One common came out of a a lot of searching, like, Lord, what do you want this to be? Because uh, it was just a new season. It was the right time. And so one common comes from us being brothers. So we have the common brother bond, that blood bond, but also the same bond we all have as believers is the blood bond of Jesus Christ
1: between the grooves is hosted by james curtis music director and morning man in the greater toronto area on joy radio and aisha woods grammy nominated singer songwriter and musician together they talk with artists and industry insiders to discover our connection between music and faith you can connect with us on facebook or apps at between grooves and on instagram at between grooves pod now here's james and aisha
2: Hello, my friend. How you doing
3: today? I'm doing great. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. I can't complain. I'm, it's I'm, been busy, but I can't complain.
3: I'm, uh, I'm thinking about how I can't wait for summer. Okay. You know, my favorite place to go on vacation in the sun. Yes. In the U.S. is Miami. Oh, my.
2: I've been there Bring a couple of times. Down. Oh,
3: yeah. I've been there a couple of times. Now, we've gone in the summertime, so it's extra, extra hot, but I'm good with that. Oh, yeah. You know, like I, yeah. I, if I'm going to get the heat, I'd rather milk it for what it's worth and get my, mm-hmm. you know, my 365 days worth because because of the winters oh, that we, gosh. quote unquote, enjoy in in Canada.
2: <laughs> yes, I hear you. It's a lively place. Yeah. And it's always lively.
3: Well, our uh, our guests on Between the Groove this week, um, originally from Miami. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Carlos and Michael uh, formed the group One Common, and today we get to chat with them. Hey, thank morning. you. Thank good morning. morning. How are you guys?
2: We're doing good. We're doing well. Um, you guys are Florida boys. How have oh, you yeah. uh, made the adjustment? Are you living in Nashville now or just staying there for uh, for a period of time?
4: Yeah, we're living in Nashville now. I'll speak for myself. Okay. I, I don't fare well in the cold at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Neither do I, and I live in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> I I stay inside as much as I can. Or if not, I'm wow. wearing wearing 10 layers. <laughs>
0: and I love the Oh, gosh. Uh, not exactly what it's been, but my wife and I, we keep inside at like 65. And yeah. we, we uh, like oh, to... Gosh. We like the weather to be cold <laughs> and just to have to wear layers. Um, so I actually love it here. Also, wow, I'll probably real quick, nice. this voice is Michael. Oh, yeah, and, and I'm Carlos here. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> Michael and Carlos, who's older?
0: I am. So I'm 24. So And okay. I'm uh, 21. Yeah, yeah. I've, I'm married. I've got two kids, um, one that turns two in like two weeks and then one that turns one in like
3: four weeks.
2: <laughs> oh, you got stair steppers, brother. Good night. <laughs> that's, yeah, a,
3: that's a busy they're... time of life too for you guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally. yeah.
3: <laughs> I first yeah. heard that's of wonderful. you guys, um, uh, I guess about a year ago, um, you performed at the kingdom bound music festival last yeah. summer yeah. and I, and I missed your performance. I was tied up with some interviews, and so I missed. No, it. it's okay, we forgive you. I, there you go. I <laughs> yeah. might have might have seen you in catering, but I, uh, you know, who, there's there's always lots of people there, so I wouldn't have known you to to see you yeah. type thing. But um, mm-hmm. you guys didn't you guys used to be in a group uh, called Young Heart. That's correct. That is right. <laughs> wow, you know your stuff. Yeah. So so young let's heart. let's find out yeah. a little bit about this transition from young heart to one common. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. So we start from the very, very beginning. Cool. Yeah. I'm, Let, I'm, let's I'm, let's
3: hear about the very beginning and even about the <laughs> whole like sell everything you have and go on the road. You know, that sort my, of my. like there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of stuff at play here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so our dad is a pastor um you know like we've talked about we grew up in miami uh and so he mm-hmm. planted a church out there and basically i'll uh, keep it abbreviated but how we started singing was one time we were just singing in the car and our dad you know noticed that we were singing and said hey you guys don't sing too bad and we were a small church plant of how many Psh,
4: like like 30 people on an incredible day <laughs> yeah so <laughs> very gotcha. small church those we are the have best churches Oh, oh, we yeah. loved
0: it, and so we didn't have anyone <laughs> to lead worship. So we were doing uh, videos, like tracks with lyrics, um, and just singing mm. along. My dad said, "Hey, well, if you guys can sing, why don't you use your gift, you know, for God? We have nobody here to lead worship. You know, I know you guys are young, but would you guys want to do that?" And we said, "Hey, sure." And through that, actually several other kids from the church started leading. So we had a youth led Mm -hmm. primary worship band for the church, which was really unique, but really cool thing. And through Mm. that, Michael, myself, um, we have three sisters, two of which were old enough at the time to, um, you know, be singing. We all felt a call from the Lord to continue in using singing and music to glorify him. And not only that, but to obviously share the gospel and, um, make his name known and so one of those days my dad he just felt from the lord i guess a push to take our ministry not only inside the church but outside of it to preach the gospel to people that have might never heard of the name of jesus and so yeah. he asked us he said hey you know here's here's what i feel that the lord wants us to do what do you guys think and i think we all kind of thought he was crazy uh-huh. but uh we've always <laughs> respect. that he's a uh, He's a man of the Lord, and so he said, "Hey, you know, we trust you, so let's do it." And he sold, you know, pretty much everything we had. Bought mm-hmm. an RV that was almost forty feet long, and we lived in that for six months. That was our home. We would sold wow. our house, so that was it. We went around the country with no, um, no booked dates. It was really just, hey, <laughs> Lord, <we're laughs> to go by we're, faith. We're gonna- yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, very much. And- I don't
3: know. I, I don't know if I could do that. Six, <laughs> like nothing You're a planner. I'm a planner, <laughs> and so not knowing what's going to happen for the next six months and, and you know, uh, anything from buying groceries to putting fuel in the in the RV, I don't know about that, Right. you know?
4: We're quite wow. the opposite. We're very spontaneous. Like, we just posted a song on Instagram, and people liked it, so we're like, you know what? Instead of releasing it in three months, let's just get it out yeah. and release it in, like, That's one it. and a half months.
0: So it kind of works mm-hmm. with... Uh, I guess, you know, we all kind of have different ways that we operate. And the Lord kind of used that in that season to say, hey, well, you know, if your guys are kind of spontaneous, go do that for me. And so Michael and I shared a twin bed Ooh. for those six months. It was a RV.
3: <laughs> down Ooh, nothing like bed. cuddling up with your brother.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah. So basically we did that. Um for six months, we'd play. We played in some churches. We knock on doors and just say, "Hey, you know, can we minister to your staff?" And some of those churches would oh, say, wow. "Hey, Sunday we'll- too." And then we would just homeless people go lead worship for them and pray over them. Or we met a man who was involved in a hit and run in a laundromat, and it was those scary moments when our dad would look at us and say, "Go bring the guitar," <laughs> and we
4: we're like, "Oh, really? Right now?" Wow. Um,
0: us and and we're grateful for yeah yeah. especially
4: as some days i mean because we were living in that thing so we would get out we're probably in like pjs you know just like regular (laughs) like not any sort of going out clothes doing our laundry and it'd be like oh we're gonna sing for this person okay so it was kind of um it was humbling in a way because it would just be like all right we're here to serve everybody uh even if we look disheveled (laughs) (laughs) that's a good way to put it
3: I could see that. Yeah, I could see that being humbling. But at the same time, I mean, (laughs) I I guess it's a I guess it's a wake up call from your dad in the sense that, guys, this isn't the vacation. Like, we're here to minister. and, And that's like... 24-7, it's, as they say, in season not a, and out of season. And so doing laundry, grab the guitar, let's go. I mean, what are you going to do while the laundry is going? Like twiddle your thumbs and just wait and, you know, goof <laughs> off on social media, whatever else. May as else. well
2: minister to some people.
3: May as well do something with the time, right? <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
3: Yeah. That's no, very cool.
0: The start of what, you know, we were formerly known as Young Heart, where we sung with our sisters and just... Uh, through a couple seasons following that, um, our sisters felt the Lord calling them in different directions of ministry that just wouldn't allow them to have put their time into the music ministry as we had been doing. And so one of our sisters is a foster mom. She's fostering a little boy right now. Um, and wow. She's, I think like three years, but it's required her to stay in North Carolina while she's um, taking care of him. And so different things like that. We were just like, hey, you know, this was a good season. Um you know, Lord, where you do you want us next? And for Michael and I it was to continue it. And so through that finding sort of our identity as uh now uh brother, worship, pop, duo, you know, who are we? What type of music do we want to make? And so that's mm-hmm. kind of where one came from.
3: So yeah. you 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 can officially say you did not actually kick your sisters out of the band. <laughs> Definitely correct. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We, yeah. we need them for sure. <laughs> And how did you come up with, the, with the, the name One Common?
0: Yeah, so One Common came out of a, a lot of searching, like, Lord, what do you want this to be? Because at that point, we knew we were going to change the name. Uh, it was just a new season. It was the right time. And so One Common comes from us being brothers. So we have the common brother bond, that blood bond but also the same bond we all have as believers is the blood bond of Jesus Christ um, who brings us all together. And so that's the reason we sing music that we post anything on Instagram, go places and play it's to unify people for the name and the glory of Jesus Christ.
3: Mm -hmm.
4: And And I'll add in a tiny, somewhat unrelated thing to that. But despite what anybody says, the hardest part about being in the band is coming up with a name. That <laughs> that took us a long time and a lot of scrapped ideas. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true.
3: So you guys, um, uh, as as a group now, one common. How long has that been a thing?
4: Um, so it's been a thing. I think since about, the, a, a year now, a, about a year About just over a year now. Okay, so yes, post so post pandemic. Oh, not, so not
2: long. Okay,
4: not long. No, yeah. As Carlos and Michael, though, as the both of us. Just the both of us, probably about two years. Yeah, we continued as young hearts mm. for about a
3: year. Oh, and okay. Then, Actually, and then technically, technically, the both of you would be about 21 years, right? <laughs> technically. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah.
2: <laughs> young hearts. Uh, and young Carlos, hearts.
3: <laughs> Carlos, you've known your brother all your life, right? Oh, no, it's the other way around.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I've known him all my life. There were three years. <laughs> his life you didn't know me yeah, i exactly. a sweet period the worst the three. no that was the worst three years of his life <laughs> that's right of course <laughs> of course you could tell their brothers
3: uh, can't you
0: i love it
3: yeah so uh, when you guys were young heart before i guess the the transition between young heart and uh or sorry young heart and one common uh, in the middle of all of that we had this thing called a pandemic what were you guys doing during that
0: that that's a funny you know question we were doing nothing we were actually doing nothing <laughs> yeah so in between that we call mm. it uh, a mission tour where we were um you know out through out the country and then when we decided to pick it up at first as Young heart and then switching now to one common um yeah we, uh, we had a, a break a little bit of uh family crisis i guess i'll say so a big part of my testimony is uh, i kind of had a prodigal son season and through that um, mm. i met a I just wanted to pursue her in a way that I, I just shouldn't have. It would have been disrespectful to my family and just uh, just not the right way to go about things biblically. Um, and so I wound up literally packing my bags, hopping in my car, and not like leaving my parents' house and not seeing them for about six months. And I actually went and lived with uh, her parents. Uh, and so through that season, I learned a lot about myself, a lot about the Lord and the Bible, and what the right way to do things are and the wrong way to do things are, and so I actually wound up proposing to her behind my parents' back and tell them. Um, I actually called them while they were on a cruise and was like, Hey, here's what I'm doing, I, I don't really care what you say, you know, kind of just left <laughs> it out there. Well, I, I always joke, I owe them a cruise, and one day, uh, you know, whoever makes me from this, that's what I'm gonna do first thing is get them a cruise because I've been through a lot, then, and they've been good with me, but um. <laughs> I did things the wrong way and basically i'd meet up with my dad to have these in my mind what i thought as bible battles um meanwhile my dad would just want to wow. show you the scripture. Hey, here's the right ways to do things and even though i thought they were battles and i went into them with uh, that mindset the lord used the scripture he was sharing with me to turn my heart um back to the lord and so wow. me and this girl we wound up breaking up the engagement i actually told her i was like hey actually this is wrong and she actually wound up agreeing and was like, yeah, you know, we can't do this. So we had already sent wedding invitations. We took everything back. Um, our We felt like our sign of surrender to the Lord would just be like giving my parents the ring because we felt genuinely like, we were like, well, this is meant to be. Like, what's going on here? So that's why we were like, forget everybody. We're going to do our own thing. But we were like, you know what? We're going to give my parents the ring. If it is meant to be, you know, it'll happen. And that would be the hardest ring to come out of anybody's hands as my parents Um, <laughs> situation. <laughs> so we did that reconciled with my family, uh, had a period of prayer and fasting. And by the grace of God, um, my parents actually gave me the ring back, gave us the blessing. Uh, and so that's my wife now um, that I that's have two awesome. kids with. And so that's that was basically what we were doing. The whole pandemic was sort of a spiritual <laughs> pandemic um, wow. in, in my life. But except the, that, except
3: the only thing woman. I'll, I'll add to that is normally I thought the prodigal son was always supposed to be the younger brother.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Little different this time.
3: yeah. Cause, cause I'm thinking of my family, I got two brothers and I can think of one of the two that, you know, I could see doing something um, that would be considered prodigal. <laughs> That's, That's funny. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I think here's, here's the dilemma. I'm the younger brother, but I'm the middle child. So, Okay. There's a little bit okay. Like I'm just, it is what it is. Not too far this way, not too far that way. So it just, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's doing that.
2: <laughs> that's awesome, though. That's a that's a powerful testimony, and um, kudos to you for your transparency. Um, just with you being transparent, it's gonna help so many people. Um, so thanks for sharing that. Really.
0: No, absolutely. That's something we try and recognize. Like it can be hard or awkward sometimes, but God doesn't uh, bring us through seasons and give us testimonies and stories to you know, like uh, like the light hide under a bushel, so uh, we yeah share it yeah. So, and maybe learn from our mistakes, but more importantly, just be pointed to God, um, regardless.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so are your your folks still in ministry? Is your dad still pastoring a church down down here in sunny Florida?
4: So it's it's um They've moved
3: up here with us actually. So they're they're up here with us. We actually gotta keep an eye on the boys. I know, I know.
4: Yeah. (laughs) ah, (laughs) After the whole mission tour, we actually moved up to North Carolina. We were there for a couple years. Okay. And we've been here in Nashville for two in like two years, I think. Yeah. But
0: um our dad leads a, a ministry here called the King's Table. Um and it's sort of a parachurch thing where it's not a it's not a church or it's not meant to be a replacement for um, the Sunday morning gathering. Um, it's like
4: yeah. It's like for Christians to gather have fellowship outside of church. We go to a coffee shop, we'll sing yeah. a couple songs, five, ten minute devo and the rest of the time we'll just fellowship. But it's also an outreach yeah. for anybody by the coffee shop. Uh, you know, some people come in and they're like, oh what's this? They'll come in to order a coffee and they'll hear somebody preaching or somebody singing worship songs. Sure. And um Sometimes they'll stay. They'll ask more questions, and uh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, if, so you like, me, if you don't mind me, if
3: you don't mind me asking, how do other churches feel about that? Because that's often a threat, right? When you see, um, you know, yeah. an organization saying we're, we're not a church, and but it's it's it, it's almost like evolving into a church, and so that's the threat that other churches possibly might feel.
0: No, that, that's a, that's a great question. Maybe a tough one too, but at least for us, our mindset is always the body of Christ, you know, in, in several different areas, whether you go by this church name, you know, whether it's Franklin church, which is an area out here, or Spring Hill church or Nashville church, different areas, you know, we're the body of Christ. So we might be meeting in different locations, but we all have the same goal. And so we like to look at it through the lens of not competition, uh, but more of, uh, complementing each other and the different giftings that God's given us. And so we do make it very, um, I think we say it sometimes, we do it on Tuesday nights, we say, hey, we don't want you guys to replace your church gathering with this, uh, but we want you guys to come here as an additional space where you can fellowship, meet more believers, and we can, you know, reach, be light in darkness and reach the world um, outside the church as well. So I think we actually, we actually, you know, try and partner with some churches because we're not. Trying to replace um, the the message through the gospel that comes through church, but just be a compliment, complimentary um, addition during the week, if that makes
3: sense. Yeah, yeah. And you say you're getting the support from other churches doing that, so
0: yeah, we have a, a lot of people from different churches come. We've had pastors from different churches come as well. Um, mm. And there anything unsupportive. Um, mm-hmm. At all, because everything we do is to feed back into the community and the uh, community of, of Christ as well. We're actually tonight doing one of those, and it's in support of an outreach here. So even though we're in outreach, we're doing an appreciation dinner for another <laughs> outreach. It's like we're just nice. trying to find different ways beyond ourselves um, and be thankful for Lord's people.
3: When I was yes, in my sir. when I was in my late teens, um, I was putting together this group of people, very similar to what you're suggesting there, except it was geared towards post-secondary, like college and university students, kind of gathering Mm. together, you know, once a month. And I didn't want it to be competition to the church, like we've talked about, um, or a threat. And so the way I I worked it was I I made sure that everybody on the worship team, or on the, I should, should really call it music team, because it wasn't necessarily a worship time as much as Okay. Um, you know, it, it was all Christian music, um, and and yeah, yeah. normally yeah. we would look at that as praise and worship. But I didn't. I do not want to frame it that way because you would have a lot of outsiders come in potentially as well, and uh, and so I tried to involve a lot of people from different worship teams and and musicians from different churches, and the whole thing, to be honest, didn't last very long because it was exhausting trying to coordinate Mm. all of these people from different churches and and their responsibilities in their own church. And then everything from rehearsals to almost feeling like I had to have this guy on sound because he was in a different church, but he was a really bad sound guy. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So how do you guys work that on, you know, and I know this is your dad's ministry more than anything else, but you guys are obviously involved in it.
4: Yeah. Um, I mean, a, it helps. so our, our sister's in North Carolina, but I mean, there are pretty much seven of us here, yeah so and you know, including Carlos's wife. So we already have a team of seven. And uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> that so we do we do a lot of it. We'll have other people help, but it's like, oh hey, can't make it. you know, we can easily fill in. But also, um, the coffee shop owner is very supportive. So we do it after hours. He opens up. part of it is you know ministry to his workers too um he'll help us with other things he's recently even and this is kind of just part of his own thing but it kind of ties into what we do and other things he hosts there that are similar yeah that he got a stage in uh sound in so it's definitely uh it's a partnership too yeah
0: absolutely we mm. with our, with our stuff, we're we grew up as a, i guess a church planting family so we're very used to you know digging in Doing all the work, which can be a blessing and a curse. Uh, we, our family, we're hard workers, but we do have uh, several uh, people that come that are very faithful and pretty much come every week. It's kind of a new ministry too, at the same time, so we don't have volunteers per okay. se.
3: But well, you guys have- are the volunteers, obviously.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we have other people that will come and help set up, or we lead worship a lot. but We also, you know, try and find other artists that even might be newer and want to find an outlet for their music to share the gospel to do that there and they'll help with that as well so it's a cool and special thing Mm
3: -hmm. so how does one common play into all of this because obviously that's your career or that's what you're known as is is that you know a 40 hour a week is that like what your full-time gig is
0: yeah, that's you. You got a lot of good questions, man. So, um, not now we. So I, I work full time. Um, and actually, Michael is, in the past couple months has quit his full time job and is doing the band full time. Um, but basically, where one common plays into all this is at the heart of everything, uh, ministry and gospel centered, uh, a gospel centered message is the focus. Mm-hmm. And so, one common has just become a really great outlet to be able to do that. And in the past year, I'll tell you about probably when you, uh, saw us or maybe, maybe even before, uh, December of last year, or say December, 2022, we had 20,000 followers on Instagram, uh, nothing on TikTok, you know, pretty much nothing everywhere else. And we were like, man, you know, are we even reaching anybody? And a message my dad has always, um, you know, really championed with us is, Hey, it's all about reaching one person. If we can bring one person to the Lord and share the gospel to one person, mm-hmm. that is, that is good in the sight of the Lord. And so in a, a season of a little bit of discouragement there, we're like, you know what? It doesn't matter. We're just going to keep going with this until we feel the Lord maybe say not to. And it's been a wild, a wild ride this year <laughs> <laughs> because um, mm-hmm. January to now we've, you know, we have now like over 330,000 followers on Instagram and uh, over 140 on TikTok. And God has really basically grown our platform. And so, our yeah. whole thing is, like, we don't do this for our own glory. We do it for the Lord's. And so, where one comment just plays into everything is we're grateful for the way that the platform has grown. And we think of it even as a church. We have a a lot more people we're able to minister to than a lot of churches. Yes. Than our church plant than we have back in Miami. So, we just have to be good stewards of that and uh, just make sure we're always pointing people to God, and whether it's through music or silly videos we do that mm-hmm. you may have seen, or right. we we'll promote the King on there sometimes. Uh, at the end of the day, it's all ministry and music for us is the main outlet, but that's mm-hmm. the purpose.
2: That's awesome. And may God expand your, your uh, territory mm-hmm. and your reach. Um, mm-hmm. Who writes? Because I know you guys do quite a few covers, but who writes your uh, original music?
4: So we write original music, but I will say Carlos does the majority of the writing. Well, because we he's, okay. he's the full-time
3: employee. That's why. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> got to You got to keep I'm that guy busy. Employee. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's so funny. He does most of the writing, but I do, um, in terms of writing, it's probably 80%, 20%. I'm more of like a filter, tweaker. He's like idea generator. Very necessary, though. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> And then I do all the all our production um, in okay. terms of what we post on Instagram and moving more into what we put out on Spotify and Apple music and all that. Um, mm-hmm. In addition, uh, when we can, we do like to find the opportunity to
0: uh, co-write with yeah. other people and also co- do some co-production yeah. um, as well. Mm-hmm. But primarily, uh, I do a lot of writing. in Michael, Michael, anything sound you guys hear probably came from Michael, uh, especially <laughs> <on social laughs> He's uh, really
4: good at that. That's it. cool. Are
2: you, what, what type of recording software are you using?
4: I use uh, Ableton Live and Pro Tools.
2: Okay, cool.
4: So it just depends on Yeah. I'm
3: doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. How, does, how, does, how does Nashville play in all of this? I mean, do you guys have to be in Nashville? Is it, is it the people? Is it the resources? Is it the fact that labels are there or it's just a huge music community?
4: Oh, yeah. I think, I mean, we definitely don't have to be in Nashville. A lot of like our reach and what we put our effort into is social media, which is right. worldwide. it's, you know, it's just, you can reach anybody. I mean, you could be but, in Toronto for that, right? Yeah, we could be in Toronto. We could be back in Miami. It's too cold.
3: Yeah. So, no, it's too cold. No, you can still post on social media from Toronto. I've tried.
2: good. <laughs>
4: So like our managers here, we we have a bunch of awesome friends who are also in music here that, you know, either we're able to bounce some ideas off of or just kind of talk stuff through with. Um, it's mm-hmm. definitely been, I mean, right now, right now we're calling out of um, a friend of ours studio um, who I, I do some work with. And um, I mean, if we weren't in Nashville, we probably wouldn't have met him.
0: Yeah. so He's awesome. It's It's funny because we talk to some people about that same question all the time. Um, especially people that are maybe looking to start getting into music. And I think it yeah. just depends. It really just depends for us. It's worked in our benefit a lot just to be around the Nashville community and get plugged in, in a lot of areas here. But I mean, you have a lot of people, Phil Wickham's out in California or like, you know, like right, right. you don't have to be in Nashville and we definitely encourage people don't you know, put a pause on your music ministry just because you're not in Music City, Nashville. Um, But, you know, if it's something the place the Lord's calling you to go, for us, it's been helpful.
3: I think Phil Wickham's doing pretty good considering that he's three hours behind everybody else. So
2: I know. That's
3: a good way to put it. (laughs) Right. That's the way you got to frame things the right way. Just put things in perspective, right? Listen, we're, we're all in his future. Uh-huh <laughs> so, yeah, there you go at, 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 <laughs> oh here's what I'll do next <laughs> yeah. um, so let's talk about uh music and obviously you've got you're getting radio airplay you've done some some i would say some major gigs I mean the fact that you got the the spot at uh the kingdom Bound music festival i'm ass- I'm assuming you got more than just that last summer but i how are things looking as far as you know one common getting Uh, even more exposure beyond just the socials
0: yeah that's where this year we're focusing a lot of our effort on exactly that we're going to still work on keeping up our socials um but you know building up dates and stuff like that a lot of it has been a bit in question for us because as much as we love this we also don't want to do it the traditional way and the way that we grown hasn't been the traditional way i mean personally i'm i'm already married so i don't want to be away from my wife and kids for uh, honestly even a month you know doing a tour and you know if the lord asked me to like of course um but so we just try and take a different approach where it's how can we share you know the gospel but also not have to um take you know big chunks of time away from our family or at least include them on it my wife and kids will come with us as much as they can if we're riding to a show uh via our van uh, which we actually did to kingdom bound and so a lot of it is thinking through strategically we do want to get out there we do want to play shows but like i don't want to neglect my family and so right now we're kind of in the middle of a lot of that you have people like anthem lights i mean they I think are primarily like a Spotify or, you know, mm-hmm. um, things like things like that, a streaming band, which is awesome and we love that they found a way to do that. And so we kinda wanna find a middle ground where we know our we're really strong online, um, and we can share the gospel through that. But, you know, we can still go out with a bit of a balance between ministry and, you know, family as you know, family's ministry as well.
3: And going on the road with with a young family in tow or staying at home is Is always difficult. I remember uh, years back, I was working for a company and it required me to travel. and And my son was maybe a year old or something like that. Mm. And and I was required to travel. It was like every other week from Toronto to Montreal, and and I'd be gone for several days. And you know, I needed to do this. Tough, and it is tough. And you know what, my wife will never let me forget it. So the fact, that, <laughs> the fact that you guys are thinking that now—I mean—and and obviously you being the band, you being the group, you guys can determine what you accept or don't accept as far as you know gigs and opportunities and whatnot versus me working for a company and like I have no choice—I've got to do this for my job, or yeah. or or I don't have a job, um, and so we we made it work, but. Like I said, my wife will ne- never let me f- forget that, um, and sure. and I learned a lot through that as well. So, um, what are you guys looking at? Are you looking at possibly doing some summer festivals? I know a lot of the summer music festivals are, you know, weekend things. You know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday type thing, or maybe Monday's a travel day. So, and I've noticed a lot, even post pandemic, that a lot of the, a lot of the tours have. Not that they've shortened, but the number of back-to-back dates have shortened, so that they can yeah. can you know not be on the road for twenty days straight. They they they're on the road for three days and then back for three type thing. Right, right. Yeah, so we're
0: looking at a similar thing this year to last year. So we did um, last summer. Summer is, of course, always the busiest time. Um, just have several several runs, which I think maybe all of them except for one when we went to Arizona mm-hmm. did. Uh, my wife, Cameron and my kids come. So something similar uh, this year, we're kind of, you know, line them up, especially if it's, you know, festivals um, so that, you know, we can make it as cost effective. So I bring my family or also like, we could take the van it's not flying everywhere and it's just, you know, less strenuous, but we're still able to get out there and share the gospel because the lens we look through it as is it's a ministry. Um, so we're not looking necessarily to build the traditional music career where we're, you know on these big stages and lights and platforms and you know doing this and there's no, no nothing wrong with that and if that comes like that that's awesome um but our first goal is sharing the gospel and if that's through different ways then you know that's something we're we're good with
3: right and you know when you are traveling if you are able to take family with you that's that's always a ideal like i had a conversation with someone once where uh, you know, the, the concern was being on the road. And yet, if they were all, as an example, local events, why not, you know, if you have to travel a couple of hours by car
2: or, yeah. you
3: know, or in a van or something like that, bring the family with you. You're staying at a hotel, yeah. they can stay at the hotel while you're doing sound check. If the hotel's sure got yeah. amenities for kids, or if you're doing, you know, summer gigs where it's at a theme park and, you know, you're off doing sound check and they're off on the rides, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my boys. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah.
2: Does this one have a pool?
3: <laughs> yeah. So besides summer events, um I know you guys have been doing a lot of like you say on the socials and stuff. You were doing some covers over Christmas. Um is that still like do you have a uh, a specific thought pattern or a strategic plan when it comes to socials, i.e. how many times you post per day or per week or what sort of content you post? Is it always the two of you singing or, or, you know, behind the scenes shots? What, what is your philosophy on that whole thing?
4: Yeah. So we're trying to, so this year, you know, and like, like Carlos was saying, you know, we got our socials down, we're going to try and maintain it. What we're doing is we're posting a full worship cover on YouTube every week. And we post clips from that twice a week on Instagram and then we're trying to and then the two other big things for us a part of that is a promoting our original music so you know people come to our spotify people people are touched by either the words we write or you know words us and somebody else writes together and then the other part of that is more personally connecting with our whole audience like hey We're not just two guys that sing. We're, you know, we're Carlos and Michael. I feel like, I feel like sometimes too, um, like if there's somebody that, you know, you know, and you can kind of see their heart and you just really know who they are. It's even easier to really resonate with the words they sing or write. Like, you know, I know even some of our friends, they write incredible songs, but I feel like because I know who they are and like, I can kind of see their heart for this. I feel the song so much more, and like I feel their heart in it. Yeah. So we try and take more of
0: a person to person approach, I guess, mm-hmm. than like a artist to fan. Um, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. our strategy is just connecting with people as people, and just trying to definitely seem. Doesn't matter how many followers we have. Some people say that we're famous. I'm like, bro, <laughs> if you think we're, we're famous, bro? You'd be disappointed. <laughs> you live in my team. But it's like we're we're no people, man. We're we're just we're just like That's everybody. It. So that we approach it, just trying to connect them. Mm-hmm.
3: But it's them. not just that, guys. Because what I'm hearing is, and I understand all of that, and I understand the that connection aspect to it. But you actually, surprisingly, and I shouldn't say surprisingly, but for you guys, it's brilliant. For other people, maybe they should start thinking about this: is actually having a strategic game plan of how they're going to tackle social media. That's it. Yeah. You, you know, you, no, we, you gotta you have, have a
2: plan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You go. No, it's I'll say real quick. It's one of the things I feel like is just not thought enough about from the music side. Okay. Um, you know, it's just such an advantage and I think actually I don't. we're not like necessarily pioneering it but so there are many people that are now doing it and it's starting to become I think more known which I think is awesome because it's such a great outlet but as Christians we gotta hop on it before mm-hmm. you know the world does and they start because they already have started using it um, and so we actually met with uh, a couple of artists the other day just to talk through social media game plan because it seems like you know such a little thing but social media is a beast Michael and I last year yes. we started off posting every day for about mm-hmm. three months we would stay up till
4: i would get back from my yeah i would go to my job i would get there at seven i would leave at 3 30 get home at four yeah maybe have an oh hour mercy. To, uh, eat or something carlos would come over we work on videos i would be doing that for another four to five hours after that by that time it's you know 8 30 9 o'clock or something and then it's like all right now i can Take a couple minutes and relax, and then go to bed and do it again the next day. <laughs> yeah, it
3: sounds like that was that was Kudos posting to the dedication post. But, but was that a post for the sake of posting, or was that like like feeling obligated to do that, or or was that you know before you actually had a game plan that you were doing that? That that was our game
0: plan was to be really intentional. And although we thought the year before we had been hustling on social media, we just realized we hadn't been. So we're mm-hmm. that was coming out bit of uh are we doing the right thing and it's like well we know this is where god wants us right now so we're gonna literally for the next three months give it every single thing we have every every drop of sweat and my um, goodness the lord the lord used that and i think we are glad we did it because we're like okay it wants to do we've been reaching people through it and so we still try and maintain that obviously with uh a little bit more balance because it can't be up till midnight Mm -hmm. every night but (laughs) yeah
4: (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of it was a mix of both i feel like like, honestly, you know, we weren't posting as much as we should have. So our strategy was like, all right, we're going to post every day where while we're posting, we're building our strategy of, you know, kind of refining what we want to post, you mm-hmm. know, where we want to take this. But also it's like we just have to get a post in every day. Like, I feel like the consistency is kind of what helped us to make our strategy because we do a post and we'd be like, sure. you know what, that wasn't it or that was it let's do it again and you know it helped us because in the span of a month we would have posted 30 31 times we had 30 31 chances to see what we should be posting what we shouldn't be posting how we can change things how we can further formulate our strategy or you know even just
0: um what connected with people more because then we saw
4: in certain things we
0: post people would say oh i look out for these every time and it's Mm -hmm. like okay This is what's really reaching people and it's got the message of the gospel in it. So we're going to do a little bit more of this and we'd kind of work like that.
3: Yeah. I like the fact that you guys are analyzing the data and determining what works, what doesn't work. And I also like the fact that you're consistent, whether it's a daily thing, weekly thing or whatever, at least you have a game plan Uh, on the other side of things, though, I know of people that post way too much. I think I can think of one particular person <laughs> that I see posting on their Instagram story. Like if I were to, you know, just jump on there and there's like 30 different things to, to scroll through, like, I don't have time for that. And, and I'm thinking to myself, man, they got a lot of time to, to post all that stuff. And, and a lot of it's just needless content and, and useless information, mm. you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, to your point, it's consistency, but it's quality because um, that's one thing we always look at is not even quality of necessarily the production or stuff like that. Although that that's there, it's what is the quality of the value it's giving mm-hmm. to the person watching it. And a lot of our content, it's the message or or hope. And so, if it's if we're posting every day, but you know we're just yeah. posting pictures, hey, we're eating at Chick Fil A. <laughs> like that doesn't give any value to right, um, right. And of course there's the personal side of that where we do little things like that once in a while. Um, but that's really the lens we look at through. Like, okay, we gotta be consistent, but at the end of the day, what's almost Trump's consistency
4: might be quality. They work hand in hand. I don't yeah. even know if I should say that, but yeah. Also just kind of diversifying what we post. So like we'd post every day, but you know, we had kind of certain series or like different types of posts we would do. But we didn't try to just we didn't try to just post that one type of video. We probably had mm-hmm or five different types of videos that we would rotate between so you know people would see the other videos maybe you know like it oh yeah that was a great video or something but then if there was kind of one type of video when it when it would pop up on their feed it'd be like oh yes i've been looking forward to this right so it wasn't just oh i'm always being bombarded with this one type of post or you know just yeah same type of post every day i don't know yeah Mm. no yeah
3: you go back to your point about you know, post- posting pictures of food. Um, I should mention that today's episode has been brought to you by Chick-fil-A.
4: Hey, there we go. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, you see the look it's on okay. Isha's
3: face. It's like, what? What? Sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that shameless plug.
3: That's right. Well, yeah, shameless. I mean, they just got some free publicity. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, they
2: did. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks, guys, for uh, hanging with us. Appreciate it. Oh, awesome, man, that's thank you.
0: Hey, we yeah. appreciate you
3: guys. Have a
2: fun time talking to you Yeah, yeah we had fun too. Absolutely. Thanks you guys, guys. stay
0: sucks. warm and be safe. Thank you. you. You too. guys be safe too. God bless you. <laughs> you Thanks. too.
3: One common on Between the Grooves. Check them out on their socials. They're always posting some great stuff. Time now for artist advice. Let's hear from Ben
5: Stowe. Uh, one would be to the worship musicians themselves. Uh, and that is to say, sound check how you will play. Uh, you know, if you go Mm -hmm. up to the mic during sound check and you're like, check one, two, check one, two, and then, you know, you wail when you, when you're performing, you're not helping the sound person, uh, go out and, and play like you will play so that the work you're doing, James, like you talked about that those levels are close to right. Um, and then probably the best piece of advice that I would offer to any audio professional, uh, or, or volunteer who's doing this is to fix the problem at the source. You know, here's an example. Uh, how many times, James, have you seen somebody spend hours trying to EQ bad sounding drums when, you know, maybe the drum just sounds bad or or B, uh, more common is the mic placement is bad. And, and just mm. moving the mic saves you hours of messing around on a board to fix a problem that maybe you can't fix. I'll always fix the problem at the source.
3: A man after my own heart.
5: What he you know said it. there
3: right on. <laughs> Can I tell you? <laughs> I've done audio for, for a while and, uh, you know, everything from the singer on the stage doing the sound check, like, yeah. you're going to sing it the way you're going to be singing it because yeah, it's it's helpful. The sound guy is really trying to help you and make you sound good, right? And if right. you're going to be changing your style and belting it out louder than during the sound check, then it's just going <laughs> to cause problems. So, mm-hmm. and, and make sure you communicate to the sound guy what you're looking for. Like, if you need more of your voice in your ears or in the monitor, like, let him know yeah. or, or more of the music or whatever, more of the track. And then that whole point about fixing the source, like, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. It's, uh, you just
2: put a Band-Aid on it.
3: Exactly. And, and too yeah. many times, especially in a church environment, it's easy to do that because because of finances and whatever else. But if you know what, mm-hmm. if you know what the root cause is, try to deal with that root cause is to fix it.
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I love Ben. He's he's just a stellar guy. He is, Um, very knowledgeable. And, yep, absolutely. And just like he said, you know, just address it. Don't put a Band-Aid on it. And get it right the first time yeah
3: the underlying thing what he said there was the preparation doing all that preparation Mm -hmm. in advance because it just makes the live time um easier right it's a lot easier yeah a lot easier if you've done all the work ahead of time for sure Mm -hmm. ben stowe on between the grooves thank you for that advice and thank you to carlos and michael from one common for uh, chatting with us and hanging with us on between the grooves
1: Thanks for listening to Faith Strong Today's Between the Grooves Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, would you consider sharing it with your friends? Rating our podcast or giving us some love on your socials to your amazing friends and followers will only help us reach more people. We'd also love to hear from you and share your feedback in an upcoming episode. Send your video or written message to Aisha and James on Facebook or X at Between Grooves and on Instagram at Between Grooves Pod or email us anytime. Hello at FaithStrongToday.com.